This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Let me begin by reading an an extract from the Word of the Year. Pastor Tom says this. He says that we are in a season of wisdom and revelation. I think you saw the theme for prayer conference is the voice of war, the voice of wisdom and revelation. He says, in the days to come, we we are going to experience a new thing. I want you to believe the Word of the Lord. Believe His prophet. He says, in the Days to come, we are going to experience a new thing. It is important that we are intentional about distinguishing what is new. Because it will not look like what we think. God is about to do something that will appear to be different to what we have understood in the past. And listen to this. He says, his voice is speaking. And simultaneously, he is doing a new thing. You may not fully understand what is being, listen, spoken, but you have the responsibility to hear his voice and to walk this journey out with him, listen, by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With this in mind, I want us to go to the book of 2 Kings chapter number 3 and I'm going to begin to read from verse number 6 Second Kings chapter number 3 verse number 6 the Bible says this so King Jehoram went out to Samaria <clears throat> at the time and mustered all of Israel then he went and he sent to Jehoshaphat king of Judah saying the king of Moab has rebelled against me will you go with me to fight against Moab And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Then he said, which way shall we go up? And he said, by the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And they marched on the roundabout route seven days. And there was no water for the army, nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, for alas, the Lord has brought these three kings together to be delivered into the hand of the Moabites. But Jehoshaphat said, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and he said, is Elisha, the son of Saphat, is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel, the king of Jehosh, king and Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom went down to Elisha. Then Elisha, listen to what Elisha says. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said, no, no, for the Lord has called these three kings together to be delivered into the hand of Moab. Listen to Elisha. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not even look upon you, nor see you. But now, listen to what he says, but now, bring me a musician. Bring me a musician. And it says, and it happened, 
when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said this, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Make this valley that you're in full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you will not see wind, nor will you see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. Listen to how it ends. And this is a simple matter <laughs> in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Today I want you to journey with me as we look at this scripture. And today the title of my message is Dig in the Valley. Dig in the Valley. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, Dig in the Valley. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, Dig in the Valley. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Father, you say in your word that your word, as it goes forth, it never returns to you void without accomplishing the purpose for which you've sent it. Father, this morning, may your word accomplish the purpose for which you send it. Father, I pray that even as I decrease, you may increase. That my mouth would be your peace, that you would be able to speak the wisdom that comes from you to your people today. Now, Father, we thank you in advance for miracles, signs, and wonders, even in this service. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. You know, as I first read through the story, I was tempted to title the message, The Tale of Three Kings. You know, there's a book I once read. It's a book by uh, an author called Gene Edwards. And I remember it was probably now what, 15 years ago when I was, you know, in Bible school here. One of the books that we would go through was a book called The Tale of Three Kings. What a powerful book. Simple book. I like small books. I don't know about you. But a book that I can read very quickly. But it was so powerful and so meaningful to me that I called my parents who were in the UK and I said, can you please buy a few more copies of this book? I want to give them to a few of my friends because I feel it's such an important message. You know, the book speaks of the tale of three kings, the three kings who are Saul, David, and Absalom. And it's basically, they call it the study of brokenness. It's such a powerful book and I recommend if you want to read that book, it would bless you. But today, like I said, the title of my message is Dig in the Valley. You see, church, when our lives are threatened and we find ourselves in extreme danger, our response to help in that moment is usually very similar across the board. Think about it. If you're in a boat that is about to sink and the boat is going down and you are beginning to go down in the middle of Lake Kariba, if another boat comes alongside you to rescue you, and they begin to stretch forth their hands to pull you out. You don't start asking them, are you Christians? You don't start asking them, which church do you attend? You don't check what race they are. Because when you are in a survival mode, you are willing to partner with anyone who can help you survive. Anyone who can help you survive. See, the past two years have rocked all of us. Literally, we have been rocked in our boats. We have found ourselves in places we never thought we would ever see. 
the chaos, the crisis, and the tragedy that has surrounded us has perplexed us all. We have all been found asking some hard questions in 2021, trying to make sense of things, and for the most, just trying to survive through the season. Like a passing strong wave, we have all had this hope that this wave would blow past us quickly and that we would get back to the life as it used to be. But the truth of the matter is life as we've known it will never be the same. We are not going back to how things used to be. How can it ever go back to the way it used to be when we've lost loved ones so unexpectedly? You didn't even have the chance to say goodbye. And so in one way or the other, we have all found ourselves in a crisis. See, it's either you've been infected or you have been affected by this pandemic that has been global. The pandemic does not discriminate. It does not segregate. It affected us all, both rich and poor, both black and white, both Christian and Muslims. Everyone was affected. And so when people find themselves in crisis, in danger, in life-threatening moments, we look for whoever is around us and is willing to help us. Some of us discovered that family is not who we thought it was. People who came to your aid and were willing to stand with you and pray with you and hug you when you needed the hug the most, when others were even afraid to come near you because perhaps you had lost a loved one to the virus and people were afraid to come near you. See, this season that we're in has in many ways revealed to us who our brothers and sisters are. Those who celebrate us in our highs, but more importantly, those who comfort us in our lows. And so this season has brought us what I want to call unusual partnerships. Unusual partnerships. People who you never thought you would ever connect with, speak to, visit, partner with, the ones you found, the ones you found coming to your aid are people you never expected. See, I can tell you my story. You've heard my story and I always keep sharing it. Uh, simply put, you know, I, I want to make it simple. I, I literally had a nervous breakdown beginning in 2020 uh, into 2021. I felt like I was losing my mind. Began to have these panic attacks, anxiety attacks, whatever you want to call them. They got so bad that I couldn't even function properly. But here's the thing, even as I began to go through this season, I started off by seeing a psychologist and the psychologist eventually then referred me to a psychiatrist and that psychiatrist then partnered with another psychiatrist. So basically I was seeing three doctors in one season. And when I look back at 2021, if you had told me, in fact, at the beginning of 2020, if you had told me that I would have found myself partnering with a psychiatrist, two psychiatrists, and a psychologist, I would have told you you're joking. If you would have told me that I would have found myself battling in my mind, battling to just stay stable, battling to just manage anxiety and depression, I would have told you you're joking. But you see, the season we have come out of and that we are coming out of has brought unusual partnerships. 
If you were to look at your life today, there are some people that you partnered with in 2021 that you never thought you would partner with. Today, as I was reminiscing, in fact, last night as I was praying, I began to think of these three doctors who came to my aid. And praise God that they were all Christians. But like I said, when you're in crisis, you don't go and first ask, Are you? I, I went there because I just needed someone to help me come out of where I was. But thank God that even the sessions that I would begin to have with them, it didn't just lean on the medicine, it began to become teaching. My wife can attest that we began to have so much beneficial, I'll always go with my wife, would have these beneficial sessions. And here's the beauty of it, it was at no cost to us at all. For the entire season that we went through, all of these guys said, you know what, we're not going to charge you for this. That's unique. But God will have you partner sometimes with people that you never expected. For some of you, as you look back at 2021, I want you to look at some of the people, because some of us may not even have even noticed, but some of the people who came to your aid, maybe it was your helper at home. <laughs> maybe she was the one who was literally there for you when you needed someone the most. And it's easy to just pass by and say, well, she was there. You know, but sometimes God causes us to partner with people that we never expected. Maybe for someone in cross-culture. Maybe it was that person you never spoke to in cross-culture that you never thought you would ever cross paths, never thought you would talk to. They're the pe that's the person who you found yourself beginning to forge a relationship with in a season of crisis. Today, I want us to take a moment to just reflect on some of the people that came to our aid. Maybe it was in the cell group. Maybe it was people that you never thought would show up. One of the things that we've needed and, try and have craved for is just for people to show up. Show up for us. Maybe we're in a cell. And you realize that cell is truly family. Because there are people who partnered with you in your lowest moment. In your lowest season. Today, can I just ask us to do a moment to reflect? Reflect on those people that you may have even forgotten. And with that reflecting, I want you to take a moment within your heart, with your eyes closed, as you reflect on some of the people who came to your aid, the men and women who came around you, who shielded you, who stood with you, who prayed with you, that you never expected, that showed up at your, at your, at your loved one's funeral, that called you, I sent you that text that didn't leave your side. Today, can we just take a moment to reflect and then begin to just thank God for the people, the unusual partnerships. God, we thank you. I thank you for those three doctors that you brought into my life in a season, Father God, where I was grappling, where I was struggling, where I didn't even know which way to go. But God, you brought me to partner in an unusual way with people I never thought I would partner with, but they were able to help me through my journey. Today, God, I thank you. May you bless them. May you reward them, even as they sowed into my life, gave of themselves, gave of their substance, gave of their expertise. God, today, I thank you. And we thank you, Father, 
each and every one, for every man, every woman who was there for us when we needed them the most. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so today, talking about unusual partnerships, we find exactly that as we read the story in 2 Kings chapter 3. We find a king who is in a crisis. The king of Israel, Jehoham. He's in a crisis. You see, just to backtrack a bit, uh, let's, let's define, let's, let's remember who Joham was. Joham was the son of King Ahab who was married to Jezebel. And we all know what Ahab did in his time. We all know the things that he did. He raised up the, the he raised up Baal, he, ra he raised up worship to Baal. He had the prophets that he had that would worship this idol. He led a whole nation into the worship of Baal. And so here is his son. And unfortunately, he hasn't gone too far away from his father's ways. Yes, the Bible says that he has brought down the, the, the bow, but still, he's still found doing things that do not please God. But he's in a crisis. He's in a crisis, and in a moment of crisis, he looks out to Jehoshaphat. He goes to Jehoshaphat and he says, Jehoshaphat, I need your help. I need your help. I'm in a crisis. Moab is going to come up against me. Jehoshaphat says, I will go with you. My horses will be your horses. My people would be your people. And as he journeys, they says they journey through Edom. And he says, there he gets the king of Edom also. And so there are three kings that have come together. Three kings that are unusual in their partnership. Why unusual? Well, the king of the king of Edom, we don't even know what his name was. The Bible doesn't tell us what his name, it just says the king of Edom. But let's look at, like I said, Jehoham. This was a man steeped in idol worship. And then on the other hand, we have the extreme, we have Jehoshaphat, who is a worshiper of the only God, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Devote man, the king of Judah. We have three kings that have been brought together by circumstances, by situations. And this king needs to partner with people in a season of crisis. It's an unusual partnership. And so now these three kings, they decide to march together. They come together and it says they march through the wilderness of Edom. And the Bible says for seven days they would march. They would march for seven days and they would not come across any water for themselves, their men, and their animals. So basically, sum it up, they were in a mess. They were in a mess. Out in the desert, tired, weary, dehydrated. You can only imagine how everyone, including the animals, was now on the edge and irritable. And so the king of Israel Joams, he speaks and he says, listen I want you to read verse 10 listen to what he says in verse 10 the king of Israel said alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to be delivered into the hand of Moab you see Trouble will reveal who we really are. 
Trouble has a way of revealing our true characters. Though the king of Israel had partnered with Jehoshaphat, who was a man of God, and the king of Edom, in a moment of pressure, they found themselves journeying for seven days. They found no water. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, old man, God has brought us into this place for us to die. We're here to die. We're here to die. These are the words that begin to come out of his mouth. But you see, in that moment, Jehoshaphat rises up. And you see, this is when we begin to see the distinction of these kings. The difference between Jehoshaphat and these other two kings is that Jehoshaphat didn't only turn to God when he was in a crisis. Jehoshaphat made abiding with God his daily thing. David was, Jehoshaphat was known as a man of worship. He was known as a man who turned to God. He was known as a man who used to show up for church throughout 2021. When others said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. He was known as one who was faithful in reading his Bible, reading his word, even when he was discouraged. He sought after God. For him, it was God and God alone. He knew that he could have no other God besides him because he knew that his God is a jealous God. And Joseph had had to encourage the king, Joham, when he was fe feeling like giving up. Listen to what Jehoshaphat says in verse number 11. He says, Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? Look at the difference between the kings. One is saying we're dying. One is saying this is the end. But Jehoshaphat rises up in the season and he says, Is there no prophet of the Lord that we may inquire for? Today I pray that even as you go through 2022, I pray that your response may be similar of that of Jehoshaphat. That even when challenges come your way, that you would not be like the king of Israel who begins to say, Oh no, I'm about to die. I'm about to perish. But may the Spirit of the Lord rise up from the inside of you. The wellspring, the deposit, the word rise up on the inside of you and say, Is there no prophet of the Lord? in the lands? Is there not a God in Israel? Is there not a God in Zimbabwe? And so the Bible says that one of the servants in the Israelite army said, there is a man of God. His name is Elisha. And then he says, Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. And so these three kings go down to visit Elisha. The Bible says, the moment Elisha saw the king of Israel, he said, what are you doing here? He says, return to your prophets. Because he knew that this was a man who didn't worship God solely. And so he looks and he says, what are you doing here? See, it's, it, it's interesting to me because here we see a man of God who was not afraid to speak truth to power. This is the king. This is the king of Israel. And here the prophet of the Lord says, hey, sir, excuse me. What are you doing here? You see, we need men and women of God who are not afraid in this season to speak truth to power, to speak the word of the Lord, to declare the word of the Lord, to say, sorry, what are you doing here? To say, which way are we going? Have we inquired of the Lord? 
men who are not easily manipulated and coerced into saying things that politicians want to hear. Here we see a politician running to the house of God. And so the atmosphere is tense. Follow me. It's tense because here we've got the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, the king of Edom. And we have Elisha, and Elisha is irritated because he's saying, why are you coming to me just because now you're in a crisis? And then he makes a statement. He says, if it's not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not even look upon you, let alone even say a word to you. My God. You see, that statement alone is loaded. Because now we see the power of relationship coming into play. The power of relationship. I pray that in 2022, we may discover the power of relationships. The power of godly relationships. Because the king of Israel, he, his, his, his title would not make the breakthrough. His prestige was not what was needed. The key was Jehoshaphat, a man after God's own heart. The key was his association. My God, I pray in this season that we might find ourselves partnering with young men and young women. For those who are young, may you find yourself pursuing God in this season. Get around young men and women who are solely devoted to saying, God, I want to see you. God, I want to know you. God, I want to hear your voice. Stop wasting time in the clubs. Stop wasting time drinking and doing all those crazy things. Partner with people who are going somewhere, who love God, who have a destiny, who are speaking to God. Never forget in cross culture, I partnered with people. People like Pastor Doug, Pastor Milton, brothers like Tuscany, who would push us to know God. Who wouldn't allow us to say we are about to die in the desert. Like what the king of Israel was saying. We need men like that. We need women like that in this season. And so, the atmosphere is tense. But it says, Elisha said, because I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat. He says, I want you to do this. He says, now, bring me a musician. Bring me a musician. He says, we need to change the atmosphere that is here. The atmosphere here is tense. The atmosphere here is not conducive. There is too much tension. He says, we need to change the atmosphere because worship changes atmosphere. In your home, may you in 2022 create atmospheres for God to inhabit, for God to visit, for God to speak. Can you imagine these three kings? They're in a crisis. They've been walking for seven days, no water. And here Elijah says, okay, hold on. We're going to sing for a moment. <laughs> We're going to sing. We're going to sing. Can you imagine? They know that the Moabites are coming up against them. And he says, hold on. See, some of us, sometimes we're in a rush too much. Rushing in the wrong direction. Rushing into things that we shouldn't be rushing into. When God just wants us to be still and know that he is God. 
Worship Him in the beauty of His majesty. Worship Him in His splendor. He is the great I am. The Bible says, Elijah says, let's worship. Let's sing songs. Let's begin to magnify God. Let's change this atmosphere around us. And so all of them began to worship, began to sing, began to raise up their hands to Jehovah God, began to lift up a voice to Jehovah God. In the midst of their trouble, they had to worship. In the midst of your trouble, may you find worship coming out of your belly. The Bible says, out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living waters. Living waters. They began to worship. They began to invite the presence of God. See, Elisha, in essence, was saying this. We need to invite God into this conversation that we're having. We can try and figure it out by ourselves. But what we really need is the counsel of God Most High. May we find the counsel of God Most High in this season. In a season where we are challenged. In a season where we find ourselves hard-pressed. May we find the counsel of the Holy Spirit. And so they begin to worship and they begin to minister to God Most High. And then God reveals to them, and I want to say this, I wrote this because it says, God reveals to them hidden wisdom for this situation. Last night as I was preparing, I was, I always want to talk to Pastor Tom and just ask him to pray and just speak whatever he senses concerning just the message. And he sent me this message. He said this, God is causing us to enter into a year of hidden wisdom. He says, I pray that you will follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. God is causing you and I to enter into a year of hidden wisdom. Hidden wisdom. And even as I read that and I saw that text, I looked at this story and I said, this is the hidden wisdom that they needed. Here is the word of the Lord that comes to them. God speaks to them as they were worshiping God. There is hidden wisdom for us, church, in this season. Things that God wants to reveal to us. Mysteries, answers, if only we would tarry in his presence. Worship always precedes revelation. As we worship him, God begins to reveal. And so he begins to reveal in verse 15 and 16 quickly. It says this, but now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musicians played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, listen now, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Ooh. Make this valley. <laughs> okay, so we are in a valley and you are telling us to make the valley full of ditches. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. That, 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 that instruction doesn't seem to make sense. It doesn't seem to line up. We've crossed over into 2022. Some of us have crossed over into 2022. And yet we find that the place in which we are standing is still dry. 
We find the place that we are occupying is still a valley. We're not standing on the mountaintops. We still find ourselves in the valley. Hold on, this, this doesn't make sense. Because surely as we crossed over, I, 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 I did away with all the troubles of 2021. But some of us are asking and saying, how is it that I'm still in a valley? How is it that I'm still in this hard place? How is it that I still find myself in this low place in my life? And some of us are asking that question this morning. But God has an answer for us. Many of us look at 2021 and we say, 2021 was exhausting. The journey has been long. Both emotionally, I mean emotionally, physically and spiritually. It's been exhausting. And so now to be asked to dig valley, to dig ditches in a valley, sounds like an absurd instruction. My feet are wobbling because of the journey. My throat is dry. My eyes are blurry. My strength is little. And now you want me to dig. But Elisha, do you realize that we have been walking in the desert for seven days with no water? This word cannot make sense. You would have thought that the word of the Lord would have been more accommodating and sympathetic toward the circumstances of these three kings. But no, God tells them, I need you to dig in the valley. I need you to dig. I remember one thing that happened to me when I was sick. I didn't know what to do. You know, it's difficult for me to explain it to you if you've never gone through it, but I just didn't know what to do with my, my, I couldn't function. And one of the things I would do is I would get out of my house. Right out of our house, there is a park that is right across the road, and I'll go into that park. It was during the COVID times. There was no one there. It was just me by myself, and I would sit on a bench there. It was a struggle for me to even sit because the anxiety, you, you can't even sit. You just want to walk. You want to pace. You, just, you don't know what to do with yourself. And one of the things that I was struggling with was just listening to worship because just the sound of it was compounding to me in that season. And yet I'm saying, God, this is the very thing that I love the most. And this is the very thing that the enemy is trying to take away from me. And so I said, God, I will not allow this. I will not allow this. And so I would go and I would sit. Ask Rimbo to come up, please. I would sit on the bench. I would get my phone. I will get my headphones. Sometimes the headphones were too loud, so I'd put away the headphones and I would just listen to the song for my voice. There was two songs that I would play. Because one of the things I struggled with when I was sick was I, I felt like I constantly couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. So every day, as I was going through a day, I was constantly feeling like I'm catching my breath, feeling like I'm losing oxygen. I'm feeling like I, I, I'm going to just pass out. So the songs I began to sing, the songs that God gave me, songs of deliverance. And I began to play these songs. And one of the songs, all the two songs have to do with breath. Because that was the thing I needed the most. I was like, God, I, I, how can I praise you? He said, let everything that has breath praise you. And I'm saying, God, I'm losing breath here. I feel like I'm dying. 
And there was the first song, It's Your Breath in Our Lungs, that I would play. If you can sing that, just for a second, just to go back. It's your breath in our lungs. Slowly. So we pour out our praise. We pour That's out all I'll sing. It's your breath in our lungs. And I'll put my hands on my lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out Come on. our praise. It's, it's your breath in our lungs. Say, God, so fill me. Give me breath for another day. Give me breath for another day, Lord. Say, God, it's your breath in my lungs that I need. Then there was the other song. And this was the other song. You are the air that I breathe. just play these songs softly for hours and I would just sing to the Lord in a valley because sometimes God desires for us to dig even when we're in a valley when we're in our lowest moments you think that God would give us a simpler instruction but he says Link I need you to dig deep dig into those rivers Dig into that place that I deposited in you. Dig. Dig. Some of you thought that as you crossed over into 2022, it would just be sweet by and by. But God is saying, dig in the valley. Dig in the valley. Dig deep. Dig. Because I'm about to do something that you've never seen as was declared in the word of the Lord. I'm about to move in a way in 2022 that you've never seen. And yes, the instruction may not make sense to you. You're watching me online. The instruction that God is giving you to do in 2022 doesn't make sense. You're tired. I got a message from, I keep mentioning Pastor Doug. At the beginning of the year, he sends me a message and he says to me, there's a group that I want you to be part of. It's a, it's, a, it's a group where we're just going to be going through the word. It's a 60-day thing. I'm sorry, I'm sharing a 90-day thing. But it's to be able to go through the word of God. And I looked at it and at first I was like, man, this is crazy. But then I heard the voice of the Lord says, it's time to dig in that valley. I know you're tired. I know you're just happy that you made it to 2022. But I'm about to do something new. I'm about to release something powerful. And the only way I can do it is if you dig in the valley. And so I'll sing this song. This is the air I Say, God, I need your air. I need your air, Lord. Come on, stand with me and worship him. This is the air I breathe. Worship the King of Glory. Your holy presence, Come on, worship. Again, this is the air I breathe.
with me for a second. There's one more act that I need us to do. Like I said, as I was digging in that car, in that park across my house, it was painful. And I couldn't see progress. I couldn't see. I said, God, show me a sign that what I'm doing is helping. Show me a sign, God. Give me a sign. But like he said to the prophet, he said to the kings, you will not see wind and you will not see water. But suddenly, the valley of ditches will be filled with water. I said, God, just show me a sign. How many of you have ever been in a place where you're doing something and all you need is a sign that you're making progress, that this is making a difference? And God says, no. You will not need to see a sign because what I'm asking you to do is going to require your faith. It's going to require you to activate your faith and believe in me that even though it may not look like it in the natural, I'm about to do something new in your life. I'm about to release something powerful in your life. I'm about to do something extraordinary in your life. It was painful, but I learned this thing in that season of my life. There are certain things about God that can only be revealed to us through pain and suffering. Through pain and suffering. When your hands hold on and you begin to dig, and you begin to dig and you get blisters on your hands, and you're feeling like you're giving up, the pain is real. But there are certain things about God that you can only know through pain. The Bible says after you have suffered a while. After you have suffered a while. I don't know who needs this word this morning. You've entered into 2022 and you're right in the middle of a valley. You had hoped that things would have been different as you started the year. But alas, here you are in a valley. I know it's hard, sir. I know it's hard, ma'am. But God is saying, dig in that valley. Dig in that valley. If you would bring me those instruments as I close today. Quickly, please. Shataya Bahaya. See, right now I'm at the top, so I'm going to have to come. Just bring them here. I want a few people who are saying, in fact, I'm just going to just allocate. I need a young person. Just a young person. A young person. Not young. Are you young? Very young. No, I need younger than you. Okay, you can hold this one, but I need a younger person. Please bring them down. I need a younger person. No, you're not young. Like young, young, young. Young. Yeah, there we go. That's better. Come here, young man. I'm going to give you this heavy one because sometimes in this season, there's some heavy things you're going to have to carry. You're going to have to carry some heavy things. Yes, young man, that's it. I need a pastor. I need a pastor who says, I'm going to dig. Pastor Ray, come. I'm going to dig. A few more people. God, we've got young people here. There's hope for our nation. There's hope. Your response determines your destiny. I know this looks weird. I know the instruction looks weird. I want us to line up here. Line up. Line up. Okay, you can grab this one. Line up here. Cross. Right across here. Right across. Right across. Yeah, just help me here. Right across here. Just stand. Right across. Some of you that side. You see, here's the thing. I, brief, I brought these instruments, but yet I started looking at that story and I said, but God, all you told him was to dig. 
Did they even have time to find tools to dig in the valley? Maybe some of them had to dig with their hands, dig with their nails. Ladies, maybe you've got these nice nails on you that you put on for 2022 saying, you know, 2022 is the year of my nails. But God is saying, I need you to dig with those nails because there comes a place in life where you have to put away all cuteness and you say, God, I'm going to dig. I'm going to dig for my promise. In 2022, I'm going to dig for my house. In 2022, I'm going to dig for my stands. In 2022, I'm going to dig for my marriage. In 2022, I'm going to dig for my business. In 2022, I'm going to dig for my college. In 2022, I'm going to dig for my school. I know we've come up against a lot, young people. Schools have been disrupted, but God is requiring each man, each woman to dig, to dig, to dig, to dig. Dig, dig any way you can. Dig any way you can. Because God promises us that if we dig, you will not see wind. You will not see water. But he says the valley shall be filled with water. Your business will be filled with water. Your marriage will be filled with his living waters. That property that looks impossible for you to buy, you're saying, I don't have enough money. God says, dig. 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 That stand that looks like it's too much in an economy that is only requiring cash and no credit. And you're saying, God, when will I ever put enough cash? God says, dig. 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 I want us to start digging. Just dig and I don't literally dig into the carpet. <laughs> but Dig. Show that you're digging. Dig. God said it's a prophetic, it's a prophetic thing that we're doing today. Prophetically. This is us. This is us. Pastor Tom said, God is doing a new thing in this season. I want to read it again. Keep digging. Keep digging as we close. I know my time is up. Keep digging. Keep digging. Listen to what he, Pastor Tom said. He says, in the days to come, we are going to experience a new thing. He says, it's important that we are intentional. This is being intentional. We're not passive. We're not going to fold our hands. Sister Sneaks, there's more to come for you. I see more. You have not hit it yet. There is more that you're about to hit in this season of 2022. 2022 is going to be a great year. And God says, be intentional. Be intentional about distinguishing what is new. Because it's not going to look like what you think. This doesn't look like what you think. This is not what you thought. This is not what you saw. But this is what God is saying to us. He says, it will not look what you think. But God is about to do something that will appear to be different to what we have understood in the past. God is about to do something. He's about to do something. He says this, finally he says, his voice is speaking. And simultaneously he's doing a new thing. You may not fully understand 
You may not fully understand this instruction. They couldn't fully understand this instruction. We're in a valley. Listen, we're already in a hole. And now you're asking us to dig another hole. It doesn't make sense. Kind of similar to the widow of Zarephath, who was already in a hole. She, had, she, had, she was in debt. And the man of God comes and says, now I need you to dig a hole. Here's the hole. Go and borrow vessels from wherever you can. Borrow? I'm in debt and you're asking me to borrow? Isn't that digging myself when I'm already in a hole? But God's instruction in 2022 may seem very queer to you. May seem un, unimaginable to you. But he says, if you're intentional, he says, it's your responsibility to hear his voice and to walk this journey by what? By faith. This is a faith journey, ladies and gentlemen. It's a faith journey. It's a faith journey. And so they began to dig. The man of God never told them how many holes to dig. Because in 2022, the holes you will dig will be based on your own expectation. How much are you expecting God to come through? If you dig one hole, well there, you have it. But if you dig multiple holes, I'm digging my, my, my hole for my home. I'm digging a hole for my marriage. I'm digging a hole for my family and my children. How many holes will you dig in 2022? It's about your expectation. God will always fill what you dig. Just like he did with the widow of Zarephath. As long as there was vessels, there was oil. I pray that in 2022, we might see that oil flowing in our homes, flowing in our businesses, flowing in our marriages. Pastor Tom says, I see a strong anointing for two by two in 2022 for marriages. Marriages have been challenged in 2021. 2021 has seen a lot of people get to the edge of their marriages at a point of divorce. But I'm here to declare to somebody, dig for your marriage. Dig for that marriage. God is saying, I want to do something new. What you've experienced, maybe you've been married for 20 years. He says, what you've experienced in 20 years and what I'm about to do is so new and so sweet that you will say, wow, my latter days were far greater than my former days. But we have to dig. We have to dig. And so today as I close, I say this. Dig in the valley. Because in the valley, God said this. He said, if you can dig in the valley. Because I said, God, as I was reading this, just as I closed, I said, God, why would you ask them? Why would you give such an instruction? You could have just simply said, okay, get ready, step aside. You're going to see valleys full of water. Why would you ask people who have been marching seven days, who have gone through what they've gone through in 2021, who've experienced the loss and hurt of all they've gone through, who are dry, who are in a dry place, in a valley, why would you ask them to dig again? And God said this to me. He said, you see, if you can dig in the valley, then you can dig anywhere. You can dig anywhere. You can dig anywhere. You can dig anywhere. With every hand raised, thank you. Thank you, my diggers. I know your hands are tired. Thank you. Thank you for digging. You can stop. Or if you want, you can continue. Maybe God is doing something with you. But with every hand raised as I close, 
This is the year of the voice of the sun. The sun says, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. There is a voice in the wilderness that is speaking in this season. In the wilderness, in the wilderness, there's a voice speaking. And the voice is saying, I make a way in the wilderness. I cause rivers to flow in the wilderness. There is a voice in the wilderness. In this year of the voice of the sun, Father, we commit ourselves to 2022. We thank you for a year where we will see the things that we dig for filled with your glory filled with your glory it is not too late for anyone here father nor by age no 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 age is not age is just but a number even in our late age God you're saying to us dig dig because I'm about to fill up what you dig dig by faith dig with expectation dig with anticipation that the God who calls I'm, who calls himself I am that I am will do for us exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine in 2022. Today, Father, all we can do is respond to your word. The three kings had an option. They could have chosen to disregard that word. Father, the word has been spoken by our senior pastor concerning 2022. We can shout that word. We can disregard it. We can say it's just a fancy word. Or we can say, God, it is you speaking to your people. This is the voice of the Lord. And we can take from that the word of the Lord, the instruction of the Lord, and see you, oh God, do so much for us in 2022. Father, from old to young. Father, you said to me yesterday that you would do it even for the young for the children, that you would not forget these children who have also in their own ways gone through challenges and trauma and disruptions. God, you said in your words that for your trouble, well, you didn't say in your word, but for our trouble, we would receive a double portion. A double portion. A double portion. A double portion, Lord. A double portion. You are no debtor to no man. You are no debtor to no man. Father, you say those who sow in tears, who dig in tears, will reap in joy. Father, we thank you for a year of reaping in joy. Reaping in joy. Laughter will fill our homes. Laughter will fill our homes. Laughter will fill our homes. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, shout amen. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.